The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's up, guys? Podcast 191. This is Dave Anok and the Dave Anokin Show. It is Monday, May 8th. I'm recording this show around midday, 2.30 on the East Coast. Crazy, 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 crazy weekend, guys. Crazy last week. Hopefully, you've seen all this stuff on uh, personally on my socials, uh, Dave Anok and, and at Fight Banana. So much to get into. Just a big, huge recap. A lot of my... Uh, personal stuff and and what I did at Game Bread Bare Knuckle this past week. Of course, we're going to go over UFC 288. Congrats to Aljamain Sterling. Um, yeah, we're going to tell you guys where I was absolutely wrong on Gilbert Burns and give flowers to Bilal Muhammad. He's the number one contender. So, hey, I was wrong on that. But, guys, let's pay some bills real quick. Let's give a humongous shout-out to our guys at Gorilla Warfare Apparel. If you guys check out their website right now, you can even pause the podcast you know, you got your iPhone out, you're watching on YouTube, listening, whatever you're doing, right? Go to GorillaWarfareApparel.com. They have some of the sickest tees. Uh, it's not just like logo-based. They have really cool slogans and sayings. I love them so much, man. Guys, uh, soft tees. We got a lot of tanks. They sent us a lot of tanks. We gave them uh, to our uh, Fight Bananas fam, L. Dawson and Maddie Levine. So Gorilla Warfare is repping for sure. So check out GorillaWarfareApparel.com. And also check out the MMA Shark. You can still get them for absolutely free for the month of May. Go to themmashark.com. No promo code necessary. Just put in your cell phone. I think you put in your credit card for the next month, but May is absolutely for free right now at the MMA Shark. My voice, I still got no voice. Crazy. Um, so yeah, before UFC 288, that's huge last week of my personal life of game bread bare knuckle. Um, I guess, where do we start? We start from the beginning, right? That's where most stories start. Unless you're, um, that movie Memento, great movie, by the way, shout out on Tuesday, I get a phone call saying a lot of stuff, but the, the main thing was, Hey Dave, we need you tomorrow. We need you Wednesday afternoon. We need you to host the press conference for, for game bread, bare knuckle. I was like, wow. So it's wild. So this card's in Fort Lauderdale. You've got, everyone knows by now, um, you know, the Game Bread crew and Dean Tool and everyone associated is absolutely family. But just to be brutally honest, I was not planning on going all week. Um, a lot of stuff, very busy. Family life is busy. Home life is busy. You know what I mean? Work life is busy. Um, and it's in Fort Lauderdale. So I was going to drive the day of the event on Friday. Can, you know, work it make some fight bananas magic and then come home. So 
They call me on Tuesday and say, hey, not even that. Tuesday night is um, a little media workout um, for Game Brad Bare Knuckle, especially Dylan Kleckler and Roy Nelson. And we want you to come and be a part of it. It's that American top team. I know everyone knows how much uh, I love that gym personally. And then, of course, Grant and L. Dawson train at American top team. And it was just a good way to kind of connect more with them. Um, yeah, you shout out to Grant and L. Just absolute two great people. So it's like, okay, um, you know, hey, we had to call the boss. Um, she said it was go for it. Sounds like a great opportunity. Boom. And when I tell you within one hour of receiving this phone call, I drove home, pack for overnight, pack for what I was going to wear for the media workout on Tuesday night. And then, of course, wear something decent for Wednesday for the press conference, the host. All that within an hour, and I was driving to Fort Lauderdale. Um, 55 minutes from that phone call, I was on I-95 uh, South, nor, uh, 95 South, heading down to Fort Lauderdale. So that's how quick life happens. Tuesday night was amazing. We got... L and myself got interviews with Tiago Alves, Danny Sabatello. We broke news with Dalton Rasta. Uh, of course, we talked with Grant. We're going to break some news real soon about that. Um, and then, yeah, had the um, two phenomenal interviews with Roy Nelson and Dylan Kleckler uh, with the media workout. So just great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Tuesday night. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But it was all about Wednesday. Um, Wednesday was the hosting of the press conference. And to just kind of pull the curtain back, like, I've been doing this for a little bit, you know what I mean? And I talk with some of the biggest fighters in the world. And just not even that, just me personally. I, I'm not a very nervous person. I don't get nervous. I don't know why. I, I just feel comfortable. I, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Um, there's stuff, of course, I get excited. I, I excited. And... um I love that about me, honestly. I think a lot of people kind of get burnt, right? And they get burnt and it's like a huge fun thing and they just don't see it or feel it. I, I get, I'm probably overly happy happy and excited, but I don't get nervous. I don't know why. I just, I just don't. But that morning I, I was petrified. I, I was so damn nervous just because I never done it. Like I've hosted podcasts and I can talk to people. I feel I can talk to anyone in, the, in this world. Like I, you know, people, I, I just don't have that in me, but hosting a press conference in front of media, we had questions online and not even that on the table. It's we're outside eight, uh, eight story of a beautiful hotel down there in Fort Lauderdale by sunrise. And it's uh, me. It's uh, Jorge Gamebred Mazadal. Uh, Roy Big Country Nelson and Dylan Cochran, just four of us. It's very, very intimate, very real. Um, I think you guys will understand this word. It was very naked. It was just very, uh, just very gritty. Just no glitz, glamour. We were ten feet away from the media. Just it was just we weren't on a pedestal. We were just right there. Um, and I think it went awesome. I, I do. I, I got a lot of great feedback. 
I thought the press conference went great, went smooth. They said they wanted anywhere between 18 and 23 minutes. That's exactly where we sat. We had some key questions and some key stuff we wanted to get across. We got all that across. And not even that, it's also, too, it's very – Dylan and Roy had a ton of respect for each other. So sometimes it's – let's just be honest, it's easy – with Connor and Jose Aldo, because you just let them go. You say who you are, you introduce them, and then you just let them go. It it wasn't like that. Uh, both kind of more reserve, both fighters a little bit more on the quieter side. Uh, they don't talk trash. And like I said, they were just very respectful to each other. So it's just like, you know what I mean? We had to like pull things out. We had to ask them multiple questions. We had, a, uh, you know, a lot of Jorge. So it was just, it was very fun. And it was just something I've never done. I've never hosted a press conference and asked media questions that were live in front of me and also um, via, you know, social media through YouTube and through the GameBread channel. So it was cool. It was great. So and I, I put this on my personal, everyone that knows me. So that press conference started at 2 p.m. Eastern. Maybe it was five minutes late. And I think it was, it was 2.05. And my sons, another thing why I thought, you know, I was worried, not worried. Uh, one reason why I was maybe not going down there for that week was on Wednesday night was my son's last T-ball game. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a big family guy. I help coach the team. I'm like their pitcher. I, I pitch to all the kids. It's and it's great. The game got, the game was supposed to be on Friday, got rained out. The game was supposed to be on Monday, got rained out. And they got pushed back to Wednesday. And it was beautiful Tuesday and all day Wednesday. So we were playing. And uh, I think it's like past 10, so I think I can say this and not get arrested anymore, right? When I tell you I drove 120 miles per hour for three hours straight, um, I made the game. Let's just say that. I, As soon as the press conference was over, I blasted out of there, literally was running downstairs, um, said bye to some people, didn't say bye to some others because I wanted to get to the game, drove 120 miles an hour, 95 north, all the way to Port Orange, Florida, and uh, did not miss a second of my son's game. I was literally wearing my dress clothes uh, on the baseball field. My shoes got completely ruined, but um, completely worth it. So that was Wednesday. Then I'm home with the, you know, with the fam. Uh, the next day is Wayne's. I didn't make it for that day. I had a lot of stuff to do. Um, so, but then Friday morning, I get. I get up early and drive down to Fort Lauderdale. So now, also, too, on Friday, Game Bread Bare Knuckle. I'm super excited for the card. I um, We have a lot of our friends are going, right? We have our Grant and El are coming and Ryan Quinn's coming. Jillian the Savage Robertson was coming. Just a, uh, Brendan Allen was there. By the way, a ton of people were there. My Dion Dawkins, Buffalo Bills, great. Usman was there. A ton of people. There was 30 UFC fighters. Uh, Johnny Evelyn, one of the best middleweights on this planet. He was there. Just a really cool scene. Dustin Lampro, shout out to Dustin. A lot of cool people were in the building. Um, so I was just going to go and, one, enjoy the event, but two, cover the event as Fight Bananas, post reels, pictures, videos, and get interviews. But to be honest, the press conference went so well, and one of the producers and even Dean Tool himself said, hey, kind of be ready for Friday. I think we're going to have you do something. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know what. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that entails. I'm not too sure. And Friday morning comes, and I was told, hey, Dave, you're going to do the post-fight in Octagon, uh, uh, you know, uh, questions, uh, the, 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 the interviews. 
uh, what DC does and what Joe Rogan does for the pay-per-views. That's going to be you. I'm like, oh, shit. Same kind of thing. I've done a lot in this industry, a lot in this business. I've commentated, podcast, interviewed, media scrum, uh, media press conference, hosted press conference. But I've never done an in-ring interview. Just never done it. I think I could. And now I know I can. I think I did pretty good as well. Um, but was told that morning, hey, you're going to do that. So same kind of thing. Just a totally, I felt good. I felt excited. And then I was nervous for a while. And then I kind of got over it and was like, let's go. I was pumped. I really was. Uh, you know, it was probably my third iced coffee of the day. I was like, let's freaking go, guys. Let's go. So the night was amazing. Uh, before the show, hanging out actually with Robin Black, talked to him for 15, 20 minutes, really picked his brain and just kind of had a great conversation. Saw Kayla Harrison backstage and before the show, Kayla's always, um, she's always been amazing to me. Um, I don't know why I'm blessed in that way. She is one of the uh, best female fighters on the history of this planet. And she's just been nothing but top notch with me. So I appreciate that. Cheeto Vera was a stud. He was the, another guy on the uh, commentary team. So we all had a little meeting and done all that. And uh, just crazy, crazy good time. The show is nuts. Uh, at the FLA Live Arena down there in Sunrise, Florida, the arena was beautiful. It was just, the lights were awesome. The music were awesome. It looked so great. It was just one of those, it was such a cool night. Just, you had to be there. It was it was, I know it sounds cliche. Ooh. Yawn number six of the day. I have, I, and by the way, I drove through the night. I'm, I haven't got my sleep yet. Um, the game bread bare knuckle was more like an event slash party. There was fights. It was a great fight night. I, I always, I heard that uh, one was on that night. And uh, of course the UFC was the next night. So it was a big weekend. And I hear that game bread bare knuckle stole the show. And I felt like it did. It was just, it was a party. It felt, uh, it was just, you're cool if you were there. I know that sounds stupid, but it just was. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, it, it was a moment. The whole night was a moment. The, the kids say it was a movie, right? It really was. So post-fight interviews went great. Had some great time. Uh, Alexander Shank was a fun one afterwards. Shout out to him. So um, yeah, just a total success. Like I said, yeah, the event ends. It's 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Um, you know, I could have stayed with a, a friend's house. Um, but I was like, man, I just want to get back home. Uh, the, the, the kids are, are such at a fun age and they love the mornings. They do. And now, uh, you know, when I'm not there, it's, it's different. And I just wanted to be there in the morning, like nothing happened. And, uh, that's what I did. So I drove through the night, got home and had an awesome Friday. So there we go. There's the cap on Game Bread Bear Knuckle. I'm so excited for the future of that organization and everyone involved. What a great show. Uh, I I expect really, really big things ahead for them. So there we go. All right. Now that transitions us into Saturday, Saturday UFC 288. And now I'm going to be totally, I got a story that I definitely want to tell. And then I got a, uh, just want to be transparent with you guys. It's the first pay-per-view probably since the 90s that I fell asleep before the show. I fell asleep 940 uh yeah, 9.45. I saw um, Matt Provola knock out Drew Dober, and that was the last thing I saw. Crazy. I came back. I wa went back and watched all the fights, and uh, especially more like more importantly, you see everything on socials, and then you you got to see it for yourself to like get the details of everything. But I watched everything back. 
So I feel like I'm caught up, but it does feel a little off that I didn't watch it live when, when everyone else was. So, But let me get to the main uh, point or the main uh, story at, at hand, which is Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling retained his UFC Bantamweight Championship. And I, I we threw it out there a couple days ago, and it got such bad... Um, remarks and comments and feedback on uh, guys what has Aljamain Sterling not done as a bantamweight like uh, let me let me let me let me bring this up there was a great post earlier today I threw it out there that I think you uh, and then hear me out and especially I, I think he has an argument for bantamweight goat of all time any 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 um promotion of Anytime, but I'm not even saying that because there's arguments because the WEC days and everything. I do think, and I will put money on this, Aljamain Sterling to me is the greatest UFC bantamweight of all time, especially on this nine fight win streak. Guys, hear this out: Brett Johns, uh, Cody Stamen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munez, Corey Sanhagen, Peter Yan, Peter Yan, TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo. And the thing that I love about Aljo in this way, which is really cool, because not a lot of fighters have done this. John Jones has, and there's been others. But tell me that Aljo has, like, he's done this. He's beaten two different eras of Bantamweights. He's beaten Cejudo, Dillashaw, and Pedro Munez, kind of like the the the, the before generation. Then he's also beat Peter Yan, Corey Sanhagen, and, and Cody Stamen, uh, Sanhagen, and then now he's got the opportunity for Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's like the next generation of Bantamweights. So, guys, nine fights in a row, three title de de defenses in a row. Like, what else do you want? I, I understand if you – I understand the people that don't – are not all in on him, who uh, don't love him, or the, you know, the acting thing on the first Yan fight and – you know, split decisions. I get it. But at the end of the day, you go to topology, it's just green stripe after green stripe after green stripe. And everyone thinks, and it's not everyone thinks, Bantamweight's one of the toughest divisions in the world. There's just nothing but murderers up there in the top 10. And Cejudo, Dillashaw, Jan, Sanhagen, Munoz, you know, that's five. He's beaten five out of the last 10. Yeah, it stinks that he won't, you know, the Marab fight, who everyone thinks might be the best band in the world. They're not going to fight. But to me, he is already. And then the Sugar Sean O'Malley is just the icing on the cake. Guys, if he defeats Sugar Sean O'Malley, it's over. Like he, it, like he, it, it gets one of those, he gets locked down in that spot for a long time. There's no, if he beats O'Malley, and then moves up, and then Marab gets it for. I just don't see a bantamweight in who's like kind of fighting right now that can take um, that away from Aljamain for the next ten years, five years. I think if he's that far ahead of everyone, that would make four title defenses, and just O'Malley add that name of this future um, bantamweights, the like the future generation to it. It's unmatched. That Corey Sanhagen win just gets so overlooked. Corey Sanhagen defeats him in a minute sub. It was in the it was the heart of COVID. I think it was the first UFC back um, at the UFC Apex. Um, 
if I'm right, I think it was UFC 250. I think it was uh, our friend Felicia Spencer and Nunes in the main event. But I, you know, if you don't, I get it. But it is what it is. Al Jermaine Sterling to me is the best UFC bantamweight fighter uh, there's ever been. So that's it with Al Joe. Like I said, yeah, congrats to Bilal, man. Totally, absolutely wrong. I know Gilbert got hurt in it, but hey, that's life. Like injuries happen in fights. He was fighting Bilal when the injury happened. So you have to like give credit for Bilal for making that happen. It is what it is. We, I don't like, no one really shames Poirier for beating um, McGregor on the second fight. Uh, he beat him. Uh, he got hurt. He, he checked the kick part of the injury. You know, you never know. He was going down. Bilal had resistance on the takedown when Gilbert got hurt. So you have to give credit to Bilal Muhammad. So wild, wild. So you just, it's one of those things. I, same thing. I'm not the biggest fan, but guys, you just have to give credit where credit's due. You have to give flowers. So Bilal Muhammad will get next title shot. Seems like after the Leon Colby fight, hopefully that happens sooner or later. It's like, we're, we're really slowing down. Like the welterweight division is just, uh, just in a stalemate. It's like nothing's happening. Colby's number one contender. Leon's the champ. Uh, Jorge's out of the division. Gilbert keeps on fighting people. It's just like Usman doesn't have a fight next. Who's Shafcock going to? It's just, it's a really murky, slow division. Stinks, but it is what it is. So, but that's it, guys. Um, real quick 20 minutes. It went by faster than I thought. Most, I just really want to talk about game bread and myself. Um, hey, it is the David Alkin show, right? So, uh, crazy, crazy time. Shout out to, um, Everyone, it was such a great weekend for Fight Bananas on our socials. Our Instagrams, absolutely on fire. Um, we, we had some good collabs with our, our friends, Kayla Harrison, Jillian the Savage Robertson, uh, Cody Merrow. So a lot of cool people doing some collabs. We appreciate that for sure. We're uh, we're grinding for on this end. But uh, yeah, some big things. We actually have a big thing we're doing tonight. Can't tell anyone yet to it's uh, officially announced. We have some news with one of our favorite fighters that will be coming out soon. Uh, by the way, Island fights May 20th, uh, right around the corner. I think it's next Saturday, not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. I will be back on the commentary booth. Um, I will be missing our friend Jillian Robertson. She has a fight coming up. I don't think Jillian's going to be able to do it. So we'll see who will be in the booth with me, but I can't wait for the 20th. And this weekend back UFC on ABC during the day. I love fight cards during the day. It's just a whole different feel. So, uh, hopefully we all enjoy it. We got Ben and Bananas Wednesday. I believe Mike Cuddles is coming back. And uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. But yeah, shout outs to the MMA Shark. Shout out to Guerrilla Warfare. We can't do it without those guys. We appreciate it. All right, I'm out. We'll talk to everyone later on in the week. And uh, yeah, man, be safe out there. Enjoy. Talk to you guys soon.